On Education's FETC 2020 coverage is sponsored by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education. When you're driving down the highway and you can't help but slow down Mm -hmm. and look at some disaster that just happened. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. We are joined by Yujon Anderson. Yujon is the technology director at Troy City Schools in Alabama. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How's it going? Great. Thanks for joining us. We we um, we were supposed to have you on prior to FETC, but I think this is better, man. This is awesome. We're we're here live and we're face to face. How's your show been going? Everything's been going well. I've enjoyed the. The presenters, um, and I also enjoy it just presenting to other people and whoever comes to my sessions, we all had a good time. So mm. so go ahead and tell um, our audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, your background, that kind of stuff, uh, if they don't know you. Okay, so once again, my name is Eugene Anderson. I am the tech director for Troy City Schools in a small school system in Troy, Alabama, uh, roughly 2,000 students, cool, um, yeah. three schools, high, middle, and elementary school. And just briefly about my background, um, I actually come from the technical side mm. of the world. So I know when we always speak on the tech directors, it's either your technical or your education. Yeah. And so that was a challenge for me to mm. become mm-hmm. understanding of the educational side. So I enjoy working with administrators. I enjoy working with teachers. I enjoy working with students as it relates to educational technology. Um, digital tools, but also with the technical background, I also still continue to have my focus with network infrastructure, making certain that we have the devices and tools that are needed, they're updated, and they're managed properly. Hmm. And so that's just a little background about myself and what I like to do. Awesome. So we're here at FETC. Have you been able to present here or yes? Okay. Tell us a little yeah, bit about so your sessions. I that you're, had that, six presentations wow. at FETC. Um, um, thank goodness to Miss um, Jennifer Womble. Uh, she selected me to be a part of the new Ed Tech Coaches track. So awesome. I had the opportunity to focus my role as the tech director, but also speak as if I am a tech coach. And so mm-hmm. it, it was a challenge, but I also enjoyed doing it because I do believe being the CTO or the tech director, at times you do have to understand the roles of a tech coach or the professional learning opportunities that you can give to your administrators and teachers. And so those were my sessions were based on, we focused on uh, the different digital tools that administrators can use mm. in their roles, how they could be become the model educator for their teachers, because we believe that the administrator should be the lead uh, tech people in their schools. Yeah. And then the teachers should follow the lead. That's of the, interesting. Because often 
That is not the case. That is not the case. It's usually a very teacher-driven kind of initiatives and those kinds of things. And, you know, usually it's like rebels like Mike and I who are just <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and risk takers who are willing to try out some things and then and then kind of bring it to the masses versus it being like that. That's very interesting. Yes. And I noticed that as well. Even in your professional learning model in schools, I noticed that. Uh, tech coaches or even the CTOs, we go to the teacher first, which is great. We need to understand what their needs are. But I also want on the top level for the administrators to understand that I need your help as well. I need yes. your support as we begin this journey to focus on what your teachers and your students need. And so we're going to speak on professional learning as it relates to you. Mm -hmm. Here are the digital tools that your teachers are using and your students you need to understand how they can work. And so for my session that I had, I spoke on how you can take a simple digital tool. Mm. And of course, we're not going to name most of them, but how you can take Google or Microsoft sure. or whatever the case may be, and then how you can use them in your role. Mm -hmm. And once you begin to use those tools in your role, now you can show that support and model to your teachers. Okay. And then the other session that we had was the impact of the ed tech coaches and how um, similar to those roles of working with those teachers, how you can work with the administrators. Mm. Because as an ed tech coach, whether or not you're from the central office perspective or you're from the school system, I believe that you need to build those relationships with your administrators as well so they can back you. So when you are going into those classrooms to show those models to your teachers, they believe what you're showing because the administrator also is doing it as well. They've been able to see that being at that highest level. Exactly. Yes. I bet relationship building is a huge part of your job. Like, like yes. especially when you come from a non-teacher side yes, where you're trying to earn trust and build confidence yes, with the people that you're now also like in some cases leading or guiding or giving advice to, I maybe talk about how you've worked at doing that because I can't, I mean, I bet that's a huge part of your job. Yeah, so this question was asked to me before. Uh, I think I just had a conversation with another tech director. And the, the way the conversation went was, okay, you are one, the tech director. So you're basic administration. Mm -hmm. And so when you go into the classroom and you are there probably to observe what they're doing in the classroom as it relates to ed tech or, or digital tools or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But then also you're trying to be a trust with them on I also want to show you how you could use this effectively. Mm -hmm. yes. And that is a... It's, it's, it's kind of hard to do. It is a challenge. And then also, as we're having this conversation with your teachers, uh, from my role, we, I also have to explain to them why I do what I do as mm -hmm. it relates to what websites I have to block or for security measures, why I believe in the importance of uh, security for, um, for the student's sake, for their data, uh, so mm -hmm. there will be no breaches or whatnot. And so we have to have those conversations. But I do believe that as a tech director, if we do have those conversations with our administrators and with our teachers, then I think it helps build a relationship. So instead of just staying in the office and I'm at my computer screen and I'm monitoring the desktops and then when they do the wrong things and I hit the block <laughs> button, they don't know who I am. And then when I expect, to, so how can you come into a classroom and, and have those conversations? So I, yeah. I think we should do that first. Yes. With the teachers. I was just changing topics just a little bit. Uh, Mike and I, 
talk often because we're actively on social media um, on a variety of different topics specifically dealing with education. Um, And we've also talked about kind of the toxicity that happens and occurs in, for example, Twitter. Um, and I read a blog post that you wrote, I think it was like a year ago, basically, mm-hmm. that you had written a, a blog post with some great advice for teachers. Um, because sometimes teachers, you come into this with the best intentions as far as a yes. newcomer into it. And a lot of people that do come into it, they may have a Facebook a, a site, you know, as far as a Facebook account. But they may not use social media and other aspects, and they've never used it in a professional manner. Right. So when they when they're like, "Hey, you should join Twitter because there's all of these possibilities of creating a professional learning network and so on and so forth," and you're selling this as I do to other teachers. But then things happen because there's <laughs> yes. a lot of people on Twitter, and some of yeah. them are unhappy <laughs> people, and some of them are they. It, it, there's some communication. Uh, things that happen and sometimes it's toxic as far as the communications that happen back and forth for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's because of the limitations of, of, uh, of characters that you have as far as be able to have a complete discourse. Sometimes it's just that people are, again, I, I said they're angry or unhappy or, mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. What advice do you have for those teachers? Because I always tell people, don't just turn off your account. There's ways to be able to go ahead and, and those voices that you mm-hmm. are, are not that are not appealing to you or aren't helping you in your profession, there's a way to basically be able to kind of turn them off. So tell us what, right. what advice you would have and, for them. And so speaking on that blog, I, I think the, re- the reason why I, I wrote that blog, because I do realize at times uh, you as a teacher or any, anybody for that matter, you can become overwhelmed with what you receive from social media or just even internet in general. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, you don't turn your internet off, so why are you deactivating your accounts? <laughs> that's a great and, point. And that's the I way I, I, I look at that point. You, you still have to use that as a resource. And so we as educators who promote social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're always telling them, this is where you can build your professional learning communities. And I, I think about this movie. Is I know it's, it's a cartoon movie. It's, this may be childish, but basically the movie, um, uh, uh, was it Wreck-It Ralph or Ralph Breaks the Internet? Oh, yeah. yeah. And when he goes into the room and he realizes all the messages of, oh, cool, this is Wreck-It Ralph, but then all of a sudden he gets the negative oh, yes. messages. You have to ask yourself as an educator, what are you receiving when you're on social media, Facebook or Twitter? And in this case, if you are trying to use it for educational purposes for growth, then you can turn off those messages. Yes. And that's what I mentioned in that blog a year ago where I wanted the teachers to understand how to get more positive messages out of social media. Yes. And I just tried to give them some tips. And of course, the first tip is you I'm not going to tell you don't deactivate your account, but before you do, let's try these things. First, do not be afraid to block messages from people who you don't need to receive those messages from. Um, It's okay to unfollow. Mm -hmm. I have friends at times that when they continue to become negative, you could put a time limit on when I want to block these people Mm -hmm. or just mute them for a while. Yes. And, And what I believe what happens with social media, whether or not it's Facebook or Twitter, I, I believe that as far as that quote unquote algorithm, you know, when they say that, that Twitter is listening or Facebook is listening, yes. you make it work for you. Yes. And so once you begin to block or unfollow when you're looking at those negative videos or those negative messages, I do believe that eventually Twitter and Facebook will begin to show you 
those positive messages that you're looking point. for. Yeah, you can reverse the algorithm yes. that usually would send us toxic things that really kind of drive us crazy. Yes. <laughs> you're and the one that's you, clicking. You can actually go ahead and basically reverse that and then make it into a positive thing where it, it is the messages that you need for for your uh, professional development exactly. or your connections to people that are, again, the positive and, and uplifting or whatever it actually might be. That's a great point. I use social media for me. That's that's can generally what I say, and whether that's mm-hmm. for learning or connecting or whatever, but, um, you know, it has to build you up in a lot of ways in the sense that, you know, if, if things are, if things are, if you're seeing, like you said, if you're seeing things that, that aren't, contributing to your work and your life and mm-hmm. are in fact doing the opposite in some cases uh, control you have complete control over what you see you you really do and you can like you said blocking and muting and whatever mm-hmm. those things can be your friends they can be helpful to you i think that's amazing yes. advice and uh and something that everyone should be you know, mindful of because there's, there's this human thing for us to do though too. I was just thinking <laughs> about this. Another analogy would be when you're driving down the highway and you can't help but slow down mm-hmm. and look at some disaster <laughs> that just happened. The right rub- rubber we, we do it you all should, the time. <laughs> you should never. You shouldn't do that. But it's like this human thing, and I yeah. I find myself doing that specifically on Twitter uh, with specific accounts, and it's like I gotta quit doing that because all it is is like i mean usually it's just making me angry or yes. frustrating me or whatever it might be or mm. maybe making me want to respond when i should actually just not respond it's kind of like when people talk about not reading the youtube comments or whatever it might be because mm-hmm. there's this kind of toxic troll culture in some areas where you're just like you you gotta not look in that direction um and and then that ends up being a, a positive result as far as the medium to be able to go ahead and use it, especially in a professional manner. Yes. Yeah. And it's easier said, easier said than done because you have to remember that, that, uh, that vibe that you are getting from social media and is, it could be toxic. And if it is toxic, yeah. imagine what's going to happen once you go into your classroom, because mm. when you have those teacher breaks or those admin breaks, cause they on social media too. Yes. And you're looking at those messages and if they are negative, imagine how you're going to respond to your teachers or how the teachers are going to respond to the students, students. when they come back into the classroom exactly. or they come back to, you come back to your office or, or work or whatnot. So you, you have to be mindful of that. Yes. Awesome. You John, how can people um, connect with you, learn more about you? Um, talk about uh, the ways that you, you connect with, with, people uh, out there so you he mentioned my blog at first um mm-hmm. and i i would love to get better with uh blogging uh, <laughs> since i know that people are looking at it now me but too, man. but please follow <laughs> me on twitter at you john underscore anderson or my website www.youjohnanderson.com awesome you john thank you so much thank you thank you guys thanks for listening to on education My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. 
Want to support On Education? Visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash oneducation. There, you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. It helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening, stay awesome, and see you soon.